listening to the Clear Creek Resources Podcast from Clear Creek Community Church, located in the Bay Area of Houston. Welcome everyone to the Clear Creek Resources Podcast. I'm Rachel. Thanks so much for joining us today. So we're at the end of our Summer of the Movies series at Clear Creek Resources, and we are so excited about all the movies that we've talked about, our favorites like Star Wars and Avengers and some new shows like Soul. So we hope it's been as fun for you guys as it has been for us and just helpful as a way to engage with culture through this biblical lens. So this is our last episode, but we can't finish without talking through one of the most enduring and fun genres, which is the princess genre. So we're gonna talk about princess movies today. And to do that, we have here Chris Austin, who is our West Campus pastor, who has a doctorate in youth, family, and culture, and has three beautiful daughters and a really amazing granddaughter too, who's, today is her birthday, right? Today is her birthday. Yay. That's fun. She's that six fun. years old. And she actually is a princess, I think, <laughs> that right? Is princess age. And so we also have Delina Ruskuski here who serves in our children's ministry oversight team and Aaron Chester, who's an elder at West Campus and teaches how to study the Bible. And they both love Disney too. Oh yeah, we do. Thank you guys so yeah. much for being here. Glad to be here. Good to be here. Fun. So let's just start and talk about our favorite princesses. So let me ask you first, Chris. If you had to choose a princess for Amy, your wife, what princess would Amy be? Oh, that's an easy one. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, it'd be Belle, because it's beauty. <laughs> wow. And then I get to be the beast. <laughs> <laughs> the redeemed beast or the, which one? You know. That's yeah. a good answer. <laughs> what, what about you, Delina? What's your favorite princess? Um, I would also choose Belle for many reasons. Because she's, because she's beautiful? Well, and yes. Mike's the Beast? Yes, that too. She's got a pretty dress. Not Mike. <laughs> no, Mike's not the Beast. And um, she reads books. She talks about adventures. And she just, I feel like she was the first princess that kind of was a little bit different than everybody before her. Mm-hmm. So she wasn't into the popular guy in town. So Gaston. just different. Yeah. So she's your favorite? She is my favorite. Is she who you'd want to be if you got to pick any princess? Oh, I would choose a little bit from a lot of different princesses. But a little bit of Belle, a little bit of Moana, a little bit of Anna. Yeah. What about you, Erin? If you had to pick a princess for Mike and Aubrey, your daughters, to be, who would you pick? Who's the best princess? Well, I mean, you know, I'd love to offer a different answer than it's already been given, (laughs) but it it is Belle. Um, She's the best. She is. uh, Strong, smart, brave. Uh, but not for her own good. She's sacrificial and kind. Um, she loves to read and learn. But all that's kind of tied together with um, this passion for life. Like she wants more than just the provincial life, what that offered her. And so uh, I want that for my girls. It's like you should just sing that song. <laughs> I I would if I might. Okay, I won't. Later. Um, yeah, maybe later. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's, that's definitely what I want for them. So I love that the example that she is, um, but I do think my girls get to see that in their mom mm. quite a bit. Um, so Aww. that's yeah. me, everybody. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's generous. I'm in a romantic mood, you know. <laughs> Disney princess stuff gets me. I'll just say that um, since you guys all said Belle, I think I also love Mulan. Mm-hmm. She's always been one of my favorites. I just love that she just like sees her dad struggling, and she just decides I'm just gonna take his place. And I'm just going to go out there and like sacrifice myself and fight and for the good of her family and her country. I don't know. I just love her so much. 
So what about movies, though? So we all have our favorite princess, but when it comes to movies, there's even these whole, like, time periods of movies because the first one, Snow White, 1937, and then we move through these older movies to the 90s movies and these current movies. What's your favorite movie or your favorite couple movies? Delina doesn't like to have just one favorite. (laughs) (laughs) I do not. You're right. Um, I'm going to say all of the recent movies. Um, I don't like that the earlier movies we have two-dimensional characters. You know they're kind and they're pretty, but not a whole lot of anything else. Some are hardworking. But the recent characters are pursuing what they want to do. They're looking after what what dreams do they have. Tiana wants to open up a restaurant. Um, Merida wants freedom. So they're... There's just more to the newer characters. So mm-hmm. I felt like I've enjoyed those. The newer movies? Yeah, for sure. Which one would you like want to go home and watch right now? Oh, probably Frozen. Frozen's good. It's just so good. The songs are so great. One or two? Oh, definitely one. I like the first one better. What about you, Chris? Do you have a favorite princess movie? Or does your granddaughter? I have a favorite one. I have a favorite one. Mine would be Aladdin. I'm not it's so good. much it's, it's about so good. I'm not so much it's about the princess, but yeah. just the fact of the genie is fantastic. He's and, so good. And again, I mean I like the fact of, you know, Jasmine and some of what she represents as well. So have you seen the the new one? No. Are you talking about the animated one? Yeah. No, I have seen the live action yeah. one as well. I've but, seen them both. Yeah, animated your favorite. I mean Robin Williams. Oh yeah. Oh, Robin. It was hard to so watch great. the live action after watching the animated because yeah. you just fall in love with the genie. Yeah. 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 What about you, Aaron? Favorite? That no, that's mine. I I'm you know 80s, so you know I was like 10 years old, maybe 11 years old when Aladdin came out. Is and, that right? Yeah, I mean I remember seeing it with my family in the theater, and I mean just I loved it. I mean it's just it's just a cool story. I mean Aladdin, the Diamond in the Rough, all that stuff, and Robin Williams is amazing. And I agree. I think Will Smith did a good job uh, as the genie, but it like it like it seemed like about midway through he kind of hit his stride and it started to mm-hmm. feel like you know. He owned that, but... So you guys are all sort of hinting on the fact that these movies have changed. And in some yeah. ways, they're classic movies, and they change, and it's sort of frustrating in some ways, like Delina has said, that they're getting better, maybe in some ways. So, oh, for sure. So what do you guys think about the progression of just this genre in general, of the princess movies, how it's changed from 1947 to 2021? Because a new one came out like a month ago. It's called Raya, is that right? Mm-hmm. I haven't on seen Disney it. Plus. Last Dragon. Yeah, right. The Last yeah. Dragon. And they're going to keep coming. So what, what mm-hmm. do you guys think about sort of this transition, this evolution of the princess? I mean, you can totally see what's happening culturally, right? Like how society thought about women during each time period. If you look at Snow White, I mean, it was about her beauty and was she kind and really that was it. And then we (laughs) come up to now and we have Elsa and Anna who it's not all about finding someone, a romantic partner. It's like having a voice and doing what, having sisterly love there. It it totally changed from the thirties to now for Mm -hmm. sure. As it should, right? Yeah. It would be really unfortunate if we still had movies that had characters like Cinderella and Snow White. Well, I think that's interesting because I think sometimes in culture, um, there's sort of this idea that this Disney princess culture is toxic. 
you know, that it sort of gives uh, women or little girls an idea of who they should be, which is just beautiful or, you know, self-centered princess. What, what do you guys think about that culture in and of itself, just with the whole genre, even as it's changed? I think so. Um, I talked to you about this earlier when Kai was like four years old. Kai is my daughter. Um, a book came out and it was called Cinderella Ate My Daughter. So I was like, <laughs> all right, I need to read this book. I need to find out because she was starting to get to the age where she was super into princesses. And I read the book and thought about I grew up with just Cinderella and Snow White and Aurora. But I didn't think I only needed to be beautiful or mm -hmm. I only needed to be this character because I had examples at home. So I, my mom and dad showed me, like, you can do hard things. You can go to school, do this, blah, blah, blah. So I think you can take it a little bit too far, which I think happened in the book, um, Cinderella Ate My Daughter, because sometimes it's just fun, right? Mm -hmm. Like, we want our girls to have good examples, but to think like they need to s totally stay away from princess culture, I think is not, it, it's, first of all, it's impossible when they go to school. It's what little girls are doing outside on the playground. They're tw twirling around, acting like princesses. So I, I don't know. You can take it a little bit too far. I think sometimes it's just fun. But there's something to that. I think sometimes, yeah. yeah. Chris, what do you think? You're an expert. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> On princess movies. Yeah, I, I, had, I had to do my research to even try to remember some of the princess movies. But no, I think anything in culture, I mean, can shape our worldview, mm -hmm. and it mm -hmm. does to an extent. But I think part of our responsibility is, as parents and those that get to influence, you know, young women specifically when it comes to the princess culture is, I mean, we have to use different things as teachable moments, right? So, I mean, I think we can find the things that we can celebrate and honor in some of these movies and some of the mm -hmm. princess um, genre um, you know, specifically just some of the heroism, you know, and different things like yes. that. Not just the beauty aspect of of that, but, you know, what are some of the characteristics that we want to see in our in our children and our daughters specifically? You know, because, again, you see that in a lot of these movies. It's not just, you mm -hmm. know, chasing after the man, but it is going after, you know, what's right. It's, you know, being the hero of the story. It's, mm -hmm. you know, choosing to break outside of societal norms, you know, to really help them be able to find themselves and that their identity isn't just in how they look, but maybe in the cause that they're pushing for and those kind of things. So mm -hmm. I think that's our responsibility, right? As, as those that influence the next generation is, you know, take the teachable moments in all parts of culture, specifically in this one, and figure out, you know, how do you embrace some of the things that are good and teach, use the others as teachable moments of maybe things that you really believe in or not believe in. Yeah, I think, uh, I, I think Jelena's right too, that it's, it, it can just be fun and they are, mm -hmm. they are fun stories and but they have become more inspirational, uh, the newer ones. Yeah. But it, you know, it's funny just going back and looking at the original three, that there really wasn't a lot of depth to the, to the plots. And you know, even with in Sleeping Beauty, uh, the fairies you know have three like blessings uh, over uh, Aurora, and the first one's beauty, and the second one's song, and then Maleficent comes in and interrupts it. And so the third one is just like the hope that she'll be able to escape this prophetic curse that she's going to die at sixteen. And so, really, it's even that. It's like here's what we hope for you, that you're beautiful, that you can sing, and then that you get out of this death thing because some prince can, you know, uh, Which is very you, much so. a product of that time. Yeah. You know, sure. so I think this is like what you're all saying is like it's, you know, you have to, we have to think through it like that was the culture at the time. Yeah. Um, but it's also changed 
And so, but I think in a lot of ways that it's good. Yeah, it's fun for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, also like you look at Cinderella and she has this really terrible experience at her house, but she still is always great. Like she's singing, mm -hmm. she's doing her work, she's getting through the day. So there are some good examples. I mean, basically they're all good, right? They're yeah, so tell me the, about the difference between Cinderella and is, is it the 50s or the 40s? And then, oh, yeah, and then the newer live action Cinderella. What were the changes that you guys saw that are good or problematic? I would say all the changes were pretty good. It was a good movie. Yeah, yeah. such a good movie. What, one big example, I just watched it the other day because I hadn't watched it for a while. Um, Prince Charming, who now has a name. He's not just any guy, Kit. right? He's Kit. Kit. I'm yes. Kit. Yes. Yeah. So he's a, an actual one guy instead of, I thought about that. Calling him P Prince Charming almost made it th seem like, okay, whoever this guy is, right? But now it's Kit. He's one person who's supposed to be for Ella. And um, so they meet before. So it makes a little bit more sense than in the original movie when they just see each other at the ball and dance one time and he's like, oh, I've found the love of my life. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's more background, I think. There's a reason why the stepmother is so evil. There, so, because mm -hmm. in the first one, you're just like, she's just terrible. Like, why? It, just because she's prettier than your stepdaughter or your daughters? Mm -hmm. And so in the new one, you kind of see there's a little bit more story to her. I mean, she's still terrible, but... She has a little bit more background. Yeah, I, I think they did a great job of filling out the the plot and the characters, and, and I really enjoyed even just the mom. You know, that influenced yes. Cinderella. You know, with have courage and be kind, which then you know eventually influences the prince. Which then they come together and they at the end of the movie they talk about how the kingdom like flourished under their leadership, which which ultimately goes back to the mom and how she, you know, and we but you see that in the live action. So I, I feel like they. Did a really good job filling that out and, you know, giving you some of that story. Okay, so you guys have talked a little bit about um, the romantic aspects, mm -hmm. you know, between Cinderella and Prince Charming. So I think sometimes uh, when little girls watch it, which this makes sense because they're little, they look at it and they say, okay, I just have to find my Prince Charming and that's what love is and that's what marriage is. Do you, what do you guys think about the romance aspect of it? Is it helpful? Is it good? Is it problematic? What do you think, Chris? I mean, I don't know if it's problematic. I mean, that's mm -hmm. kind of part of life is, you know, finding people that, yeah. you know, you enjoy and you have interest in and they have character traits that you admire that you want to get close to for how they can make you a better person and they can inspire each other. So I think there's a natural part of that. You know, again, you don't want your whole life to be thinking about a romantic partnership is what you live life for. So yeah. I think that's where some of the newer... The newer princesses aren't just about a romantic connection. They're about a cause mm -hmm. and about making a difference in their society, um, pushing for change. And so I think there's a lot more to life than just a young lady looking for a romantic partner. And so I think that's the that's what we can take away, I think, from some of the, the newer versions is, you know, there's, there's, there's a whole lot more to life than that. And so some of these young ladies are now going after significant change in their, in their cultures, making a significant difference in their lives. And so I think that brings great value to some of those movies. Yeah, me too. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah, I think some of the older ones too, um, you know, they really emphasize like 
that you're going to meet somebody and immediately fall in love with them. Mm-hmm. And like, like in Snow White, like the dwarf asks, like, was it hard? And he's like, no, no, it's easy. It's going to be easy. <laughs> and, and then, you know, and uh, uh, Aurora is, you know, singing and she's like, you know, you'll love me at once the way you did once upon a dream. And so it's just like, it really does. I think that can play into, yeah, at once, right? Yeah, yeah. it's like, it's going to be easy. It's going to, and, and then really there's, because there's not a whole lot to all three of those original stories and it's just, and they live happily ever after once they met and married and it's like, <laughs> oh, it's like how easy it is, you know? And so, I, I mean, you know, I watched those when I was, you know, young, six, seven, eight years old. And, and I mean, I remember that being somewhat formative, like, oh, it's, I'm just going to meet somebody at some point And, you know, you think that might be how it is. So, And yeah. then it was for you. It was. <laughs> it was. I met Belle, uh, Rachel, and uh, uh, said, let's get married. And we dated for three years. It and, is interesting, yeah. too. I mean, I think that, you know, like you're saying, it's not it's not necessarily problematic because it's good to yeah. seek, you know, this person in life and to find romance and love and marriage. But I think one, I remember sitting in the theater watching Frozen with my three-year-old daughter and wondering, is it Hans, who's mm-hmm. in the bad guy? Oh, so, okay, so it's Kristoff, who's coming. Yeah. Are they going to find each other ever on that ice? And then it's the sister. It's so great. Who sacrifices herself and is the true love. And I, I think I cried because I couldn't believe it. And I was just so excited that there was this moment that my daughter was seeing that not that like love between a husband and a wife isn't beautiful and important and awesome, but that there's other love too. So I, I love that they've sort of moved into other types of love, not yeah. away from love, just that love right. between sisters and moms. And that is something about all the new yep. films. All of a sudden, the main characters have friends that are girls. Mm. They. Cinderella had no friends. They and talked to the animals, actually. All yes, their friends were animals. And they were animals. And that's it. Yeah, right. like, they, need, they needed to be rescued. And we gotta even, be even in the 90s, there wasn't really a friend. And uh, um, what was it? On the Aladdin, they gave her a friend. So she all of a sudden, she had one of the handmaidens mm-hmm. was a girlfriend. And I think that's really important for mm-hmm. girls to see as well. That They're girls, not isolated just looking for a yeah, guy. They have friendship yeah. Community and is good and mm-hmm. not just with the one guy that you're looking for. I don't know. And so when I think about the romance part, I don't think like growing up with these movies, I had my parents as an example. I, I wasn't thinking, okay, this is what's going to happen. Like one day I'm going to be in the forest and find <laughs> the dude that I am supposed to be with. You know, I, I just don't think it was now, if that was the only example y- your girls have is a 90-minute movie about romance, that there's bigger problems than just that. You know, I, I think Mike and I, Mike's my husband, that we should be instilling that in Kaya and Kaden. And so they should see, Kaden should see, this is how I need to treat my wife. And Kaya should see, this is how I need to be treated. Not from a Disney princess movie. Mm-hmm. And these stories are just one aspect of relationship. Yeah. And yeah. so some, sometimes they do get like, you know, Ariel, she's 16 <laughs> and she gets married. Yeah. So hopefully they change that. Yeah. <laughs> in the new film, yeah. Right. But sometimes they just meet and they fall in love, but then that's not necessarily the whole story. Yeah. What did you think about the movie between the, the mother and the daughter? Did you, did you like that one? That they like showed this whole relationship between Merida, between... 
Oh. Brave. Yes. Yeah, it's interesting because it bothered me during the movie because I was like, she's so mean to her mom. And but it's they reconcile by the end, right? That she just wants the best for her daughter. I haven't watched that movie in a really long time. Um It's a good one. It is a really good movie. But she was she was pretty sassy to her mom, right? Well, I think so. As far as romance and characters who like aren't, you know, responding like you want them to respond to, I think sometimes we get we can get caught up, and this is supposed to teach us something. But we're always <laughs> yeah. sitting with our kids For and sure. walking them through those moments. Yes, yeah. I say it all the time. I'm like, this is a good example of bad behavior. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> let's let's, yep. let's talk about this because there's good examples of good behavior and good examples of bad behavior in all of these movies. And I watch it differently now too. I'm a. Yeah. I have a three year old who was watching. I remember we. She had a princess party when she was three, and uh, she was obsessed with princesses. Micah was just yeah. like who. Whatever you're thinking in your head, yes, that's how she was. And there was this one moment <laughs> she was in, she was crying just in like our living room. Just I just want my prince. Where's my prince? Like oh. crying to where I was like <laughs> I don't even know how to talk to you because of what is happening. So it was very much like she thought she was Aurora in the forest. Where is he? But now she's not three. Yeah. And she thinks about it differently because when I watch these movies, I'm always thinking like, oh, I want to be, I want to be, you know, Mulan or Merida or Moana. Yeah. Was that after we took her to Disney when she was three or before? Because... It's around then. Around then. Okay. Yeah. Because... <laughs> She's that was just looking awesome. for a prince. Yeah, uh, that's. Really oh, it's funny cute. you say that, Milan, because Micah said that that is her favorite uh, princess. It's Milan and Belle and Aubrey, our other daughter, uh, is uh, Belle and Cinderella, which I think she means the live action one because we watch that a lot. Mm-hmm. So. so the live action, which which live action is is y'all's favorite? I think it's a tie. Yeah, Yeah. I think a tie between Beauty and the Beast, because that's just going to be my favorite, um, loaded with biblical allusions. um, And uh, but I just think they did so good with Cinderella that they really did. Really, like I said, we already talked about that. All that they added in made it just really making the story make sense. Yeah. Well, tell me about the biblical themes. So when it comes to biblical themes, we've talked about that a lot this summer. How we see echoes of the gospel, echoes of these biblical things that we either, you know, long for or remember somehow in all these stories. So what have you guys seen in princess movies that are echoes of the Bible? You already talked about Beauty and the Beast, so tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just it's just it's such a cool depiction um, of so many elements of uh, the biblical story. Uh, I mean, there's a prince uh, who has, you know, been given authority over his kingdom, and because he falls, the kingdom falls. A curse comes over the land. It's uh, they essentially become less than human, right? He becomes a beast, which kind of represents an animal. Uh, the the servants of the the household become you know uh, things you know closer to in, inanimate objects uh, less than human and so the redemption of that from someone outside of that uh, that that curse and outside of that kingdom comes in uh, Bell and she does that sacrificially she takes the place of her father she gives up her freedom to enter into his imprisonment and. And then ultimately 
teaches the prince how to love mm-hmm. and through that restores the kingdom. And you see the, even at the end, the resurrection motif mm-hmm. as the the beast gives himself up or is killed by uh, Gaston and then is resurrected and the, the kingdom is restored. The curse so is So that's broken. the whole Bible. That was amazing. That was pretty much <laughs> it. I mean, it really it's really, is. that's why it's my favorite. And Belle is amazing. What about you, Chris? I mean, I think there's obviously a lot of biblical imagery and just even teachable moments, as I said earlier, that mm-hmm. you can pull out of there. You know, I mean, just think about, you know, just again, the heroism and just mm-hmm. their identity as confident, strong, young women. You know, I think there's something to, to teach there as far as just that we are, you know, the image of God, that we're made in the image of God and that we're beautifully and wonderfully made. And mm-hmm. so how do we how do we take some of those themes of of that for our young women and just continue to press that in. I mean, it's obviously not all about us, but there's a sense of, no, you need to be proud in how God's made you and, you know, live into that. I think the other part that I mentioned earlier too is just, you know, the causes that they go after. So understanding that, you know, we have a purpose in this life and it's it's more than romance, as we mm-hmm. said earlier. And mm-hmm. so what is that purpose that we're called to go after? How You know, God's obviously made us very unique given us unique interest and passion. So how do we really go after those? And I think you see that in a lot of these shows. Like there's there's something that they're really passionate about. And obviously we know from a biblical standpoint that, you know, God's given us a mission to be on to make disciples and to make him known. And so how do we live that out within our own uniqueness, within our own special ways? And mm-hmm. so I think those are some themes that come out. I think about Rapunzel, you know, the I guess the movie is what, Tangled? Mm-hmm. Um, you, know, you oh, see, so you know him. Yeah, I know a couple of them. I didn't want to. I didn't want to give it all away too early. You know? <laughs> um, but you know, Rapunzel, I think, is a good theme, right? Because here mm-hmm. you have, you know, this girl that's just kind of locked up in her own prison, and you know, just thinking about that, just like humanity, you know, we kind of locked up in our own prison, and yet mm-hmm. there's a piece of Rapunzel that it's all about. You know, she sees this light, and I think there's a you know just kind of a biblical t- picture there of. You know, as humanity, we lock ourselves up in our own prisons thinking that we can be happy in those places, and yet there's this light shining that's attractive, and that's the gospel of Jesus. And so I think there's a sense of, you know, you can pull some of those kind of themes out of some of the, not that that was their intention in the movie, but those of us that are Christians watching the movie, trying to use it, you know, to mm-hmm. to see the bigger picture. I think those some that's some ways we can pull some of those things out. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Yeah, you mentioned being made in the image of God, and I think, you know, I keep talking about my favorite story and uh, Beauty and the Beast. I, I would say that while I really like Little Mermaid, I think Ariel's probably like my least favorite princess, if I can do that. Um, but what I think is cool about her is that she is a mermaid and she's longing to be a human. And I think that kind of highlights, mm-hmm. you know, the gift and wonder of what it means to exist as a, an image bearer of God, like Chris, like you said. Um, and so I think once you know the biblical story and you know what it means to exist and to be allowed to participate in uh, God's way of being, uh, to have fellowship and relationship with him through Jesus and the Spirit. You could even see that in her longing. Like She's like, wow, it must be great, like all these things up there, and I want to live up there. And um, and while that's not exactly what, how she's seeing it, it's like that, that could be something we see mm-hmm. in that story. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think that, you know, what's funny about this is I can just, like, hear people being like, what? Like, <laughs> that's not what these movies are about. But the thing is, is 
is whenever you're so immersed in the biblical story mm-hmm. and trying to, you know, be in, immersed in, in the Bible, you you see these things and your kids start seeing them too. Yes. Whenever we watch these movies, I always tell my daughters, look, look for the sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Because in any movie, you're going to see a character who gives up their life or something really dear to them for other people. You're going to see it. And that, to me, that's sort of amazing that you, even in these princess stories, which are mm-hmm. about like beautiful, you know, women who have privilege, like that's ultimately what happens in these stories so much, which is, yeah. that's the gospel story. Yeah. Good which stories is so incredible. reflect mm-hmm. the best story. Yeah. So when I was watching um, the live action Cinderella, a few quotes kind of popped out at me. So I, I don't even remember what scene it's from, but... The narrator says, perhaps the greatest risk we ever take is to be seen as we really are. Mm. And so I thought about that. And I think that's just our desire in as a community, as a church, is to be known like fully by God and fully by the people around us. Mm-hmm. And um, it's so hard. And so for it, whenever the narrator said that, it just made me think everyone's trying to be known, right? Mm-hmm in different ways but so that stuck out to me and then at the very end of Cinderella after all of the terrible horrible things that have happened to her she's um, Cinderella walks down the stairs and she's leaving to go with the prince and she turns to the stepmother and she says I forgive you and it's it completely silent afterwards and that is just so huge because she's experienced just really abuse in her home right and and it says like there's a boundary that happens like the stepmother leaves she's never in the kingdom again but there's true forgiveness in her heart and mm-hmm. yeah she just said it like she just initiated yeah. it like it wasn't like someone yeah. said how you know how do, exactly just, how do you feel about her now or whatever it's just like she just did it it was yeah. really it was kind of shocking it, it was a powerful, powerful. yeah yeah, it was yeah just a picture of grace right i mean For like sure. if you've been if you've been using the word grace in your home with your kids and mm-hmm. help them understand the grace of God, like if they're watching that, they don't, they can't miss that moment. Like, no. Oh wow, she just offered grace, an undeserved gift to this stepmom. That's what we've been talking about in our home about yes. Jesus. You know, so I do think you can your kids as you're teaching them biblical principles. Mm-hmm. You know, when they start to see that happen in a couple of those shows, they even start to connect the dots mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think one more that stuck out just we've watched some of these shows this summer. Um, a theme that's been a bigger part of my understanding of the biblical story in you know the last decade or so is just the restoration of creation. And we see in like Romans 8 that, that all of creation is groaning and that God created a good world for us to be in. Uh, and you see that in, in Moana, you know, that it's really this about the mm-hmm. spread of death and decay and it's coming and it's, you know, it's harming the islands, it's harming their crops, they can't eat, they got to keep moving or whatever. And uh, so you, you see the healing of creation, which parallels, you know, uh, you know the as Romans 8 says, the revealing of the sons of God or the children of God. So, again, that's one of those themes where it's like, wow, like, I, I didn't appreciate that, you know, maybe a few years ago as much. Mm-hmm. So there's two, I think, moments in princess stories that however many times I watch them, which I have two daughters, so it's a lot. <laughs> um um, that always make me cry no matter what. And one of them is the one you said, whenever she turns around and says, I forgive you, 
always just makes me cry. And then also whenever Anna sacrifices herself for Elsa, yeah. that always, mm-hmm. like no matter what, mm-hmm. I start crying. And I was thinking about that the other day, and it's because when I see those moments, I really think I recognize my need for those moments. Mm-hmm. You know, someone to sacrifice for me, someone to determine me and to say, I forgive you, because that stepmom is bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like she makes my heart pound. She's mm-hmm. so, she's like mundane, <laughs> just bully. She's not Terrible. like an evil wizard. She's mm-hmm. just a mean person. Yeah. And it kills yeah. me. And then she just says, I forgive you. And you know it's true. Yes. So I'm just, I recognize my need for that. And then it also, it makes me want to do that. For it makes sure. me want to be able to be the type of person who can forgive and who can sacrifice. And so for me, when I watch all these movies, and there's a lot of movies and a lot of princesses, but like they inspire me to yeah. try to become, to know that I, I'm not there, right? I need a savior who can do that for me and then try to do that myself and my own life. That really mm-hmm. is how I feel when I watch them. Yeah. If y'all are watching them, what's your... What is it, what's your big takeaway when you're watching it with your kids or when you're thinking for yourself, like what's your big takeaway from all these movies? And there's a lot of movies. So something, um, the other day, I've kind of been talking to Kaya about this a little bit. When she was younger, previous to the live action Cinderella, I keep referring back to that one probably because I just watched it. It's but, really good. Um, it's so good. So I I told her when she was young and in some way or in, shape or form. I don't remember because once the movie came out, I started to say, be kind and have courage every time she gets out of the car. And um, so I I don't remember what I said before, you know, be nice to your friends and have Mm -hmm. be confident, probably something like that. So we're in the car talking the other day and I asked her, when you're a parent, what do you want to make sure you teach your children? And, um, and I said, you know, we, we want to, teach them to love God, like, let's talk about three other things. Like, what do do you want your children to take away when they leave your house? And the first thing was to be kind to others. And the second one was to be confident and courageous. And I was like, it's working. (laughs) Like, what I've been talking about every time you get out of the car. And she she didn't reference that, that I had said Mm -hmm. it, but it was just so great to, to hear... Like, okay, this is something that she's really, it's become part of her. And not that it initially came from a princess movie, but the quote that I now say did. Um, So that is a great thing to take away from princess movies, Mm -hmm. to be kind and have courage. Like You gave me a bracelet. I'm wearing it. It It says... Be kind and have courage. Yeah, and I think I think you're right. I think it's it's an amazing takeaway. I think it's it's really Chris has been saying that it's sort of yeah. part of this Christian life. For sure, is to have the courage to walk into the spaces that God calls you to, and to do that with kindness and love. I mean, I think it's just Absolutely. a really simple way to talk to our kids about that. Because mm-hmm. it's hard, right? Especially I she's uh, going into high school this year. And those are two big things for a girl going into high school to be kind and be courageous. And to, to, as a Christian uh, going into high school, I think I think it's a big deal to have those in the back of your mind, those thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I mean that that's that is such a great quote. I um, I think that. Um, 
You know, I think about like in John 10, Jesus says that he came, that we would have life and have it to the fullest. And, and I think you see glimpses of that in some of these stories, that, like what the real life is, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's Aladdin at the end and he has got that third wish and he could do something great and he decides to free the genie. And it's like, man, that is, that's it. Like that's the yeah. thing right there. And so th- those are the, those are the, you know, the storylines or the plot lines that really resonate and hit home and, and express what the truth of the Christian story is in that form. And so, yeah, I just, I think they're just, I think they're fun, but you have to know the biblical story. So yeah, you got to yeah. immerse yourself in yeah, that, that is and important. then and see it. So Aaron's got a class starting soon. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. I don't remember. So uh, mid-September maybe, but we do. Uh, it's How to Say the Bible. and uh, I was going to say about Disney princesses. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's in the spring. Uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, but actually a big part of that class is knowing the biblical story because we really, Jenna Craft and I teach that. We believe that you can't know how to study the Bible until you know the story because mm-hmm. it's what unifies Genesis to Revelation. Yeah, and I think we mentioned a lot of different themes throughout, but really, you know, and the Apostle Paul says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Mm-hmm. And so I think part of our role is to continue to point to people, to stories and movies that imitate Christ as well. So when we do see biblical attributes and characteristics of Christ, like kindness and courage and, mm-hmm. you know, those kind of things, I think that is our opportunity to point to things that are imitating the attributes of who Christ is. And mm-hmm. so I think, you know, this is just one of those genres where, yeah, you can you can pick it apart, but there's also things you can point out mm-hmm. that really are yeah. key things that we want to be imitating because they ultimately point us to who Christ is. Mm-hmm. So if you guys could pick one Disney movie, what Disney princess movie to turn into a live action, which one which one do you think they should do? Moana. Moana? Yeah. Oh, that would be fun. That music. That would be fun. <laughs> yeah. It'd be, be beautiful. It would. I mean, and Maui, she's great. He's, he's Dwayne she's Johnson. A great I mean, princess. She's, 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 got, she keeps yeah. saying, I'm not a princess. <laughs> yeah, we, we didn't talk she's a whole awesome. lot about her, but yeah. my, my granddaughter, we had a Moana birthday party and Did it was you? awesome. That's yeah. That is awesome. That's that was, I, I know she's not a princess in quotation marks, but that is like who I struggled with at the beginning. Do I love Belle or Moana? Oh, Moana. Yeah, yeah she's so good. She's fun. Yeah, she d- definitely a distant second behind Belle. She gets a silver medal. <laughs> All right, I'll email Disney. All right, anyways, enough about Belle. <laughs> yeah. uh, but Little Mermaid's coming out soon or next or I don't know, it's soon. Uh-huh. It's not right. But I think uh, it's, it's next. Yeah, that'll be fun. I, I just think they nailed Beauty and the Beast and Cinderella, so mm-hmm. I'm pretty excited about That'll be that. beautiful too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that'll be fun. Oh, yeah. Hopefully she's not married and she's... Maybe gets to talk a little bit. All right. <laughs> she has a voice, maybe, in the live action movie. I think Snow White, because I don't understand, like, nothing. We don't know anything about the story, really. Half the time mm-hmm. she's singing with animals <laughs> or, like, cleaning, right, right. with the dwarfs. So, or almost dead. Or, or yeah, asleep. Mm-hmm. So I want to know the background. I love, love, love how you find out why the stepmom is so wicked yeah. in Cinderella. So what is wrong with the lady mm-hmm. in Snow White? Something is seriously wrong with her. So what and why? And the prince. What's going yeah, on with him? Yeah, I mean, not a lot in the movie, right? <laughs> so I want to know more about the story. Yeah, I want to see Frozen because Ooh. oh yeah, I just really like it. Yeah. 
I would love to yeah. see who they cast because mm-hmm. I think the music is just so good. And it it was for me like the first new movie that I loved. Mm-hmm. And I think it sort of like set off some really good princess movies. So I think that one would be fun. Plus, I don't know how you do Olaf. Um, might be a hard one to do. Yeah, That's they true. probably uh, do like so what happened yeah. in You're Mulan, like, I know how they do how, it. You know, they take away the yes. characters Ooh, that don't work. What? That, no. was the, <laughs> that, that was the worst part of, about Mulan. Oh, no. was, I mean... No music, no Eddie Murphy, no little yeah. dragon guy. He was so. They awesome. changed a lot in Mulan. No, no comic relief. <laughs> really, I really, really, what that. I want is I want Disney to buy the rights to Les Mis. No. <laughs> and redo that live action on on the theme of live action. The Sorry. Live action. Jean Valjean, the Disney princess. Let's, not, yeah, yeah. let's get someone who can sing. Sorry. Anyway. Okay, so Les Mis. <laughs> yeah. Moana, Snow White, and Frozen. Frozen right. would be so good because of the musical, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that they did it in the musical. There was a lot. Yes, puppet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They should go with animation. I'll figure it out. Good. I'm excited. Well, thank you guys so much for being here. This was fun, and I am grateful for every one of you. Um, I love you all, and um, you're all a good gift to our church and to me. So thanks for being here today. Glad to be here. I love you too. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Literally. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for joining us. If you haven't yet, please make sure you subscribe to Clear Creek Resources Podcast so you don't miss any of our weekly episodes. And visit clearcreekresources.org where you can find sermons and music and videos and lots more. Again, I'm Rachel. Thanks so much for listening.